0: and welcome to Tarot Esoterica Episode 8. My name is Laurel and I'm branded online as The Loracular. This podcast series suggests me talking about basic occult symbolism and metaphysical philosophy with tarot cards in mind. Today's episode is introducing the foundational text to Kabbalistic Tarot, Doctrine and Ritual of High Magic, also known as Transcendental Magic English. Before Eliphas Levi became Eliphas Levi in the early 1850s, he was Alphonse Louise Constant. Some details about his life. He entered seminary when he was 22, studying for the Roman Catholic priesthood, but he was a very passionate, romantic, brilliant young man who clashed a lot with authority over all kinds of things. He was a socialist, he believed in transhumanism, he believed in feminism, and these passions of his and his early writings got him thrown in jail more than once, where apparently he had the opportunity to continue to read, write, and contemplate graciously. Fast forward to 1838, when this passionate man met the gender-fluid socialist mystic Simon Ganot, who is credited with having a great influence on him. Thereafter, Constant spent years juxtaposing himself between politics, a cloistered religious life, and studying mystical occultism. Constant finally had what sounds like an existential crisis in 1850 and became a ceremonial magician, rebranding himself as Elvis Levi Zahid by translating his name into Hebrew, a language he'd just come to love and perceive as magical and sacred. 1850s France was a prosperous post-revolutionary industrial nation that was having a science, technology, and religious renaissance. But France was also heavily engaged in the Crimean War and was trying to seize as much power as possible on the international stage. Western esotericism and spiritualist movements were All the rage in Paris at the time, but Elvis Levi was driven by something unique the terror. Levi was convinced that the tarot is the embodiment of divinely received knowledge stored in symbols that could be put to use by mystic embracing magicians to unlock their full potential and then they in turn could create the utopian society he romanticized about. In 1854, Elvis Levi began publishing his two-part book, Doctrine or Dogma and Ritual of High Magic which contains 20 two chap, each one dedicated to a Hebrew letter, starting in order with Aleph as one, which he tied to chapter one in his book, Libatur, YK, the magician in the major arcana. Elvis Levi wasn't the first to generally associate the major arcana to the Hebrew letters. That was Antoine Cour de in 1781 essay, but uh, Levi was the first Western occultist to create an actual, practical philosophical system that tied the tarot into Kabbalism with a C, Kabbalism with a K, using the Sefer Yetzirah, the keys of Solomon, the Emerald Tablet of Hermes, and a lot of other texts to make something kind of original out of this amalgamation of Christian mysticism, Jewish mysticism, general Western philosophy, and Hellenistic mythology. I'm going to strongly recommend John Michael Greer's The Doctrine and Ritual of High Magic, a new translation as the English translation of Levi's books to read versus tackling A.E. Waits, a transcendental magic name of his translation. The translator working with Greer. Mark Anthony Mikatuk does a wonderful job, and the notes are a lot more useful and objective than weights. I've compared both translations side by side, page by page, and I find the new translation just so much more hopeful. John Michael Greer had a lot of really interesting things to say about the doctrine and ritual of high magic. He, he believes that Levi rejected magic as supernatural, or ever claimed that magic could overturn natural laws, despite some very poetic language. Greer states that Levi understood magic as a psychological process, and that becoming a magical adept requires learning how to, and I quote, use vision. Vivid symbols and symbolic acts energized by the will to draw on capacities of consciousness that most human beings never discover in themselves. Greer goes on to say that the details, the tools, the tropes of magical rituals aren't by themselves important. It doesn't matter what you do as part of a ritual. What matters is that that set of actions in a ritual has a symbolic meaning to the ritualists themselves. And then the ritualist redirects their mind and that redirection, that mentalism creates the magic via creating a change in their consciousness. I absolutely agree with all of that. And this is what I feel makes esoteric tarot such a powerful tool for self-development. I think tarot cards can be used to focus the mind all kinds of ways. Over the next couple of months, I'm going to be drawing from the Doctrine and Rituals of High Magic, everything that Levi had to say about tarot and Hebrew alphabet because he draws very heavily on the material from the and related sources from kabbalahs with a k and a c to infuse them all together and then explain how this relates to the tarot his opinion um there are other topics in his work like the astral light that are beyond the scope of this podcast series we're about the tarot aspect in his own introduction to the doctrine of high levi only refers to the Sefer yetzirah by name once the tarot never he thinks of the tarot though as an embodiment of the Sefer yetzirah's own doctrines which in turn he saw as principles fundamental to all occult magic I agree, and that's how I teach. I've already talked about those principles in this podcast series. The monad, yin-yang duality, trinary thesis, antithesis synthesis, the four elements and everything they represent, and so on and so on. Levi makes more veiled references to all these things and to the Sefriyetsra and Tarot, such as when he mentions in ancient text the key to occult wisdom he quotes, whose name was only understood and explained by the enlightened scholar Jivon Postel. What isn't mentioned by Levi, but you can find on Wikipedia, is that Givon Postel collected and translated into Latin some really important Greek, Hebrew, and Arabic texts, including Euclid's Elements and the Sefer Yetzirah back in the 1550s. Levi goes on to call this ancient text the compliment and crown to the doctrine of high magic. Levi also makes some hints about the tarot being symbolically linked to the Thos hermetic lore from Alexandria, which in my opinion is astrology, but he doesn't mention the tarot specifically, as I said, until chapter 4. You have to read between the lines to tell that. However, it becomes very clear over the course of dogma and rituals of high magic that the tarot deck is for him the primordial book of symbols. The key to all occult philosophies and mystical poetry or visions. The tarot decks at that time in Paris, which Levi had to work with, were probably the all of the Marseille styles, and he was probably very familiar with the unique Egyptian theme fortune-telling tarot deck from a tailor who he references multiple times but he didn't seem to have a high opinion on. A tailor is somebody that I'll talk more about sometime in the future. Levi had his own vision for how the tarot card should look and what symbols should be obvious and what symbols should be very subtle. Levi was part of the generation of occultists who believed occultism should be very occult and require a lot of academic research and imaginative contemplation. He intentionally makes the readers of his books have to apply a lot of wisdom knowledge understand his writings so my daunting task over the next 22 weeks is to translate the kabbalistic lore of doctrine and rituals of high magic into more practical and modern language because i think the occult should actually be pretty out in the open and anyone who's interested in it will take it from there anyone who shouldn't be learning the secrets of the occult well it's just not going to succeed that I will talk more about the how and why of the psychology of occultism and self development some other time there is now a section on the dedicated to Elphus Leve in general with links to youtube videos pdf and anything of decent quality that i found on the internet and i will keep building on it as resources come to me i have also started to talk via forum posts about kabbalistic tarot in the wonderful tarot tea and me community which is located at the tarotforum.com and i highly recommend both that community and its esoteric tarot forum to all of you who love tarot If you really like tarot esoterica so far as a podcast, please let me know and spread that praise on your social media platforms. I don't accept tarot clients at this time, and everything I write is free to read and even borrow as long as you attribute me as the original author. You can also catch me on Twitter at tliracular, but I do get very opinionated, goofy, and unapologetically political there. Until next time, know thyself and discern thy truths wisely. May the world do good unto you, and may you do good unto the world.